Welcome to the Danny Palmer Show. Does it sound cool if I say it like that? Don't touch me. Don't act like you love me now. Now that you're recording, you think you're fucking Mr. Cool. Where were you three hours ago? I don't know. I was at the fucking... I was, I was out for a run. Yeah, well, I'm sick of your bullshit. If you need me for anything, I'll be fucking your brother. Which one? Don't you wish you knew? What's up, you Jones? Welcome to the Danny Palmer Show. I had uh, Justy Dodge on this past Wednesday. She's a comic. I hate saying, I just get sick of saying like, they're a hilarious comedian. Like some people, when they go on podcasts, they'll post on social media afterwards. They'll be like, had a blast doing X or Y or Z podcast. And it's like, dude, does is every comic on the planet have a blast every single time they do a podcast? Like, can we come up with some new descriptors or perhaps some more accurate ones? It seems a bit hyperbolic, wouldn't you say? Wouldn't you fucking say? I don't even remember what I was saying before that. That was like over a minute ago. Almost a minute, uh, less than a minute ago. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Justy Dodge. I, th- I thought that was one of the better pod interviews I've had because uh, we know each other pretty well. We like to bust balls. She was challenging me on some of my actions. <laughs> Fuck. Don't you hate when you think you're, you're going along and you're like, I got this figured out and someone says something. I just had this happen tonight. I was like, oh, I don't like X person. And this other person was like, no, X person is good. You're wrong. And I'm like, Am I wrong? Should I reevaluate my state of mind? I guess you're always supposed to be right. But you think about like reevaluating yourself and the decision or the uh, the views that you have on the world and on people in the world. Like you think, oh, okay, maybe I should change my stance on guns or abortion or I don't know, the minimum wage. But I think less often we're likely to say, hey, maybe I should reconsider my opinion of X person that I haven't liked in the past, but maybe the information I have on them is outdated. Maybe they've changed. Maybe other people see a different side of them that I don't. And trying to be open to that kind of stuff too. That's kind of, well, that's pretty challenging. I just prefer to sit here and watch TV. Well, pretty soon there's going to be some ball game on. Just sit and watch. <laughs> I kind of like that in the old days. And you just sit there and watch a game with your dad and not talk about anything and just, just think about sports. Was it so bad? I think we need to move back to that model. Fuck all this feelings bullshit, dude. I was doing uh, my Black Cat show on Friday. And uh, I forgot about this thing that I like to do. Like, instead of saying, like, your second to last comic, which nobody says anyways, I like to throw in the word penultimate. Be like, your penultimate comic. Because <laughs> penultimate means next to last. Dude, What a there's no bigger loser move for a comic to do than to use the word penultimate on stage like a fucking douche. I met this girl at a black hat last Friday. Like literally I was talking to somebody this weekend, like literally 80 to 90% of my dating life in New York is dating audience members from comedy shows. Like it's, it's almost my entire dating pool except for the occasional failed hinge two or three dates in a row. Um, (laughs) You ever go on a date with somebody and you're like, oh man, I kind of like them. And then like months go by and you're like, did I drop the ball on that? I think I dropped the ball on that. And then you're like, oh, well maybe I'll hit him back up. No, 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 daddy. You had your chance. They're not going to hit you back now. There's going to be no response. And rightfully so. God damn it. Anyways, I met this girl at the show and then we were hanging out. And then, you know, she's like a normal person and I'm a fucking psycho. So I I always like to stay up real late on the weekends. 
So I, I feel like I, I played my cards pretty well. We had a nice time. We hung out. Uh, and then she went home. And then like <laughs> two or three hours elapsed. And then I texted her a SIA video at 4 a.m. Jesus Christ. I was doing a post-mortem like Monday morning quarterbacking my actions with my friends on Sunday. I was hanging out with uh, Karen Margolis and uh, who the fuck else? And Ryan DeCalos. And I showed them my text and they were like, you're doing fine until the 4 a.m. See a chandelier video. But dude, that chandelier video, in my defense, is pretty fucking incredible. So that's really my weak spot in having game is texting girls see a videos too late at night. <laughs> so I sent, I sent her a text the next day and I was like, hey, I'm sorry I texted you a see a video at, at 4 a.m. I can just see her like waking up the next morning and just looking down at her phone and seeing this like link to a see a video and being like just shaking her head like, all right. <laughs> So then I, so then she did, I said that to her and she, she thought that was funny. And she said, I woke up and thought, am I seeing things or did he really just send me a video of Sia? Hey, you know, I stand by it. No, I don't stand by it. I should do that. Danny, just, I feel like I need a lock on my phone. Like after 1 a.m. or 2 a.m. in the weekends, I should not be allowed to send any texts. Like if somebody initiates a text with me, maybe I can respond, but I shouldn't be initiating. Cause in my head, I'm like, you know what happens? I listen to music. I get caught up in the emotion, you guys. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to send a text to somebody to try to share this emotion, but they're not in that fucking moment with you, Danny. They don't have the emotion that you have because they're not with you. You fucking loser. Jesus Christ, bro. <laughs> I was watching some uh, sports show and they were talking about a coach on some college football team. No, I didn't record the team or the names. I just, re- I just wrote down the idea. And I guess when bad things happen, the coach was telling the team, uh, you get a little bit of vinegar from time to time. It's not all Kool-Aid. I thought that was a good metaphor for life. You know, there's going to be vinegar. I mean, you can use vinegar to make Easter eggs. So it's not, you know, vinegar's, vinegar can be very lit, dude. <laughs> and my, uh, my conversation with Justy, I told her, I'm like, I feel like in the past, I've been try, I've tried to be very deferential to my guests and I want to listen closely to them and give them the floor, which, I, which are good things. But I think I went a little bit too far overboard with it where I was just I was just being too deferential, not being like myself. And so now I'm trying to like sporadically verbally attack my guests. And I thought Justy was good, great for that because she can obviously rebut and and uh, go right in on me. <laughs> I got some feedback in the old pod, John. My coworker uh, who was in Dublin said, your podcast is so funny. I only listened to the first Barcelona one. You're such an American abroad. Thanks, Ian. <laughs> Why are the glasses so tiny? Had me laughing out loud. Yeah, because I was when I was on the Air Portugal or Tap Portugal, they just served water in these tiny fucking plastic cups. I'm like, dude, it's a seven hour flight. What? Why do you want guys want such small containers of liquid? The fuck? Um. So thanks for listening, Ian. I work with this guy, and uh, he should probably have me have me fired at this point. You know, he could just go through some of the 180. This this is episode 182. He could literally listen to 182 episodes and be like, here are 182 reasons Danny should be fired. <laughs> Frankly, I respect it. Uh, my friend Carissa, she always has uh, feedback. She's been catching up on the pod. She goes, Jesus, hearing Will Winter drone on about his fiance and how perfect she is, barf face. <laughs> and then Will was like, she's just jealous. You know what, Carissa? Just go to your fucking... Just sitting there in a Coors Field in Denver, getting boozed up with your sister, drinking White Claws. Okay, just what? Back off. 
I don't know why I like shared that, but she texted me an image today of her drinking. She she's at Coors Field having what at the baseball game. Asks texting me, what is the difference between a comet, a meteor, and an asteroid? And I mean, honestly, I don't remember. So I googled it and sent it back to her. And as I was doing that, I was thinking, why couldn't she have just done this? Anyways, here's a couple of recommendations that I have for this week about things I've been listening to, paying attention to. The first is Hype Machine. My friend Benny D got me onto this. I feel like almost all the people I've brought up have been guests in the pod. As as time goes on, I will have more and more guests on the show. Justy was new. And then you will, at some point, my repertoire or my like range of friends, acquaintances will, will dry up. And then I'll just repeat like Justy six times in a row and then hang myself. <laughs> Too easy of a joke, Danny. Come on. You can do better than that. Anyways, Hype Machine is this, it's like a blog uh, site. I don't know. It's like an app and you can go on and they collect all of the hottest new songs on blogs from around the web. Although I think feel like blogs is an outdated term now. I don't know. Maybe it's been transferred over to some new technology. But like when I get up in the morning and work, I put on Hype Machine because it's always like different sounding songs. And I just put on the most popular ones. They'll have like latest, the popular, the popular go like one through 50. Usually what happens is the first 20 are pretty decent, pretty like interesting and not the typical shit you would hear on like a mainstream Spotify playlist. And then at about song 30, it just goes into like heavy metal. I'm like, pass, dude. Have it liking heavy metal. My friend Mike Good that I went to college with keeps texting our group text pictures of him at like a corn concert. Dude, what are you doing? You're going to corn? Come on, bro. Did you guys know that uh, the band Joy Division... Uh, like what is the band? What is the name based on? Joy Division. Joy Division is an arch. Is it arc or arch? I forgot to look that up. Joy Division. Joy Division is an arch reference to sex slaves at Nazi concentration camps. I guess they called those sex slaves the Joy Division, like right, facetiously or something. Wow, hilarious joke. But did you know that? Did you know that? So next time you're listening to that fucking. Things will tear us apart today. Love, love will tear us apart. Fucking Nazis. Is that even their song? I, I might have that wrong. No, I think that's it. I think that. I think that's it. I saw this thing on uh, on Jeopardy today. <laughs> wow, what a cool Wednesday you've had, Danny. First day of fall, just sitting in my apartment watching Jeopardy by myself, eating tuna fish from a can. Hey, you know what? Whatever. I like it. It's fun to me. Okay, I'm not just going to walk around the city seven nights a week. It's nights like this. And I'm like, you know, maybe I should have had kids. <laughs> what am I doing? So on Jeopardy, they said there's a sign on. Uh, a, there was a sign that people painted on the top of a warehouse in Milwaukee that said, welcome to Cleveland. And they did that to prank airline passengers as they were approaching the Milwaukee airport. Isn't that great? Dude, that's pretty fucking lit. That's funny. I like when people I don't know do funny things. It's like, that's so cool. Like that, oh, what's that fucking video? Oh, fuck. I'll remember it later. Hold that thought. Dude, I remembered it. That's the beauty of being able to stop and start a recording. <laughs> it's that if the world was over, you'd come over, right? Right? It's that, like, the meme thing where they, not the meme, god damn it. Or, my friend Ours always gives me shit because I mix up gifts and memes. She's like, you're a fucking idiot. You're a fucking old loser. You know the difference. I'm like, hey, take it easy. Take it fucking easy. Anyways, that's a fun little video. All right. Anyway, uh, dude, my fucking... When I was... uh, When was this? When... Probably like 10 years ago now, actually. I had a doctor here in New York. And I called to do my like annual checkup. And it just rang and rang. And there wasn't like an answering machine that picked up. And I'm like, wouldn't a doctor have an answering service? Or like some sort of link to 
you know, to say like call 911 or something. What if it was an emergency? And I'm like, that's weird that nobody would answer. So then I Googled the phone number to make sure that I had the doctor correct. And I typed in the name of my doctor. He went to prison. So <laughs> my doctor went to prison. That That's weird when you have to like kind of reconfigure your, I still don't know where those medical records are of my, I guess the FBI has my medical records. Does that mean I'm going to prison now too soon? But he did this kickback scheme with a blood lab in New Jersey, and the FBI busted him and sent him off to prison. He had a nice house in Connecticut. That's gone. He had a nice life. That's gone. I'm sure he got like... what well, I always forget what the term is. Not disbarred. It's disbarred in law. What, what do you call it when you get your medical license stripped? Dismedicaled? I don't know. But that's, that's the end of that story. But it's kind of crazy, isn't it? Um, okay. This is a... Uh, I read this article about uh, Nashville... And how it's like, you know, it's like getting a bigger and bigger party scene. And some people are arguing that it's losing some of its original charm with these like tractor trailer party buses. There's like a lot of unregulated party vehicles where people are like hanging off the sides and going down lower Broadway and partying and shit. And uh, this is this is a good quote. I thought about it. I thought about it. A good quote, I thought. So this is from uh, Butch Spyriden the president and chief executive of the Nashville Convention and Visitors Corporation. Uh, He goes, that is my fear, that we are losing our sense of who we are, what built our success. So he's concerned that the the capital of of country music with an easygoing vibe and access to exceptional live music any day of the year is now coexisting with something much more decadent. He goes, you you can't have a fun, entertaining, unique experience here. There's nothing unique about downing 12 White Claws at 3 in the afternoon in 95-degree heat. (laughs) I don't know, dude. That sounds pretty sick to me. (laughs) I mean, if you've got, like, access to, like, like a little kid's pool or something, and you're playing, like, lit music, and, like, people are having fun, like, why not have 12 White Claws at 3 in the afternoon, guys? Guys? Why Why did I say guys? Dude, what are you doing, Danny? What are you doing? I communicate a lot on Slack during the workday. And, you know, there's a very concerted effort that people make to use the proper pronouns and not misgender or mislabel people in a way that they don't want to be. And I've found one way, one phrase that I think has been helpful is to say y'all. Hey, y'all. Like, you can't get in trouble for saying y'all, can you? Like, am I going to get like written up by HR for like being a cast member from, for del- from deliverance? Like, I don't know. I think it's fine. I think you just use y'all as a, you know, gender neutral term. That's the end of that topic. (laughs) I'm not going down that road. Hey boy. Hey boy. Uh, I read this story about uh, Norm MacDonald. There's a lot of tributes and there's, you know, it's funny when it's not funny. It sucks when someone dies. That's very talented. And then that's when there's this outpouring of interest and like emotion uh, and like new stories or old stories, I should say that were in the past like it all comes to the surface and then you can learn so much more about somebody when they die than you could, you know, two days before they died. And it's like, why not? We should all be figuring out when people are going to die. And then six months before that surface, all these stories and clips from them in the past, and then tell them that we appreciate those clips and stories that we hadn't seen before. Like, why can't we work it out like that? What I'm saying is we should execute celebrities, but first give them six months notice. Is that fair? That seems like a fair approach. So Norm MacDonald went on Conan's last episode of The Tonight Show before he was being removed for Jay Leno. And Norm brought on a gift basket that he said he forgot to give 
uh, Conan when he was made host of The Tonight Show. And then he pulled out a card from the gift basket and he read it and it said, Congratulations, Conan, on finally securing your place as permanent host of The Tonight Show. That's something they can never take away from you. <laughs> Man, that guy was so funny, dude. And then later in that article, it says, Norm claimed without self-pity that he would be remembered only for his few years at Saturday Night Live, not his decades of stand-up, which he referred to as, quote, a shabby business made up of shabby fellows like me who cross the country, stay at shabby hotels, and tell jokes they no longer find funny, end quote. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's basically a good description of stand-up. I told my friends in a group text, I'm like, yeah, I mean, I totally relate to that, except unlike Norm, nobody pays me to even stay in the shabby hotels. Like, I don't get invited to the shabby hotels. <laughs> so enjoy that level of success. <laughs> I'm just sitting in my apartment. <laughs> hey, boy. Uh, the, so the, the space news and articles this week, were just not that interesting. I mean, that inspiration for return to earth, those people were up there for three days. They landed safely. They did it. I thought I was like, right, can they really make this, pull this off without a professional astronaut with years of military flight test flight training at the helm? Can they do it? Yeah, they can do it. They pulled it off. Everything's fine. And one of the, the main guy, another main guy, the guy who funded the trip, the 38 year old billionaire, who founded that company, Payments for Cash or some shit, he gambled in space. He, he, he called his bookie and called his bookie. He, he placed a bet on an app while he was in space. So that's the first time that's happened. There's going to be gambling in space. There's going to be sex in space. There's going to be crime. There already has been crime in space. That astronaut that went into her lover's bank account from the space station. Still one of the crazier stories that's ever occurred. Um. But the Reader's Digest version of what's interesting in space, Carissa and Asha, you can keep it on. This won't be long. Uh, did you know that the members of the Space Force, they, they revealed a prototype of their new uniforms. It looks kind of cool. Um, but the members of the Space Force are called Guardians. Did you know that? Did you know that? I didn't know that. Uh, did you also know that Space Force is part of the Air Force in a similar way that the Marine Corps is technically part of the Navy? Didn't know that either. What do you think about that? Um, and then this European astronaut, I think he's a European astronaut, he took a picture of this La Palma volcano in Spain exploded. And he took a picture of the volcano exploding from space. And you can see the exploding, the volcano exploding from space. So that's pretty fucking fire, I would say. Also, did you know that Tom Hanks has a new movie coming out called Finch? It's like a sci-fi fantasy movie. Dude, I'm definitely going to watch that. Also, did you know that in, uh, <laughs> in what the fuck is that movie called? Castaway. When Tom Hanks is, has a relationship with the volleyball, apparently the Wilson Volleyball Company made a special set of volleyballs for the movie where the Logan Wilson wasn't on both sides of the ball so that they could have that, you know, that accidental face that he had on the other side. That was a specially designed volleyball. Is, is this, should I just cancel the podcast? I feel like that's not providing any value to anybody. Just sharing occasional Jeopardy facts. <laughs> Dude, just go turn on Rogan. Go turn on. Howard Stern, or uh, I don't know what the fucking other big podcasts are. Some fucking murder mystery bull. You know, you know, fuck that, dude. Don't turn that murder mystery bullshit. Listen to me. Listen to me spout random Jeopardy facts and talk about the Space Force people being called Guardians. That's fucking content, okay? That's content. I also did a little bit of research this week, and I'm just going to summarize it from my head. I'm not going to like read through these articles, but basically, I get confused about multivitamins because, I mean, Joe Rogan always talks about how they're like so beneficial or like certain ones are. And then I go and I read like information from like Healthline and Johns Hopkins and 
I don't know, like several other what appear to be reputable sources, and they review these recent studies, and the preponderance of evidence suggests that multivitamins are indeed not useful unless you have certain conditions, unless you're a pregnant woman, or if you have some like deficiencies that need to be overcome with supplements, which most people don't have, then multivitamins are basically a waste of money and in large doses can be harmful. So it's like, why, why are we still taking them? Like my doctor told me to take vitamin D. I'm still going to do that. But every now and then I'm like, I just look around, you know, and I'm like, are vitamins still bad? Are vitamins still used? Why do you care about vitamins so much? You still have a little side fat. Hey, don't fucking insult my figure. It's not a figure. You're a boy, you loser. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. They just fighting in person. Okay, Danny. Can't just do a random series of sentences, can you? Or can you? Or can you? The other thing I read, because uh, I like, dude, sometimes I just get like a can, a can of uh, tuna fish. <laughs> and then I just eat that with like some mayonnaise mixed in and some crackers. I do that like once a week. And I'm like, is that good? Because you can get too much like methyl mercury in your system. But you basically should limit to, to it to like one can of tuna per week is what I read. But it's good to eat that because it, they have omega-3 fatty acids, which are very valuable. And it's a lot of, and it's protein and it's low in calories. So one can of tuna a week can be very lit for your fucking health, dude. But I also read that you you should not, you should try to steer, steer clear of albacore because albacore is a larger tuna, but that there are some smaller ones like fit something. I don't fucking know. I don't, I only partially research this. You're going to get about 60%. I feel like I put a full effort into like gathering content for the Fun Friday pod and delivering the Fun Friday pod. But in terms of research, like facts, figures, names, universities, like that's going to be at about a 60% level. And, you know, this is technically a comedy podcast. It's up to you to decide whether or not it's funny. But, you know, this isn't fucking Nightline. <laughs> Nightline with Ted Koppel. Does that show still exist? Who knows? All right. Here's a couple quotes that I have to wrap up the old John. Wow, this week might only be like 25 minutes, but that's fine. I think that's fine. It's just fine. You're doing fine, sweetie. Just keep plugging along. You're going to get discovered when you're 57. <laughs> All right. This is a quote from uh, RBJ, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, from her book, uh, In Her... Oh, wait. RBJ's Life? I think, it was, I think her book is called In Her Own Words. I don't fucking know what her book is. Again, don't come to me for research. But I thought this advice was really good. She goes, my mother's advice was don't lose time on useless emotions like anger, resentment, remorse, and envy. Those, she said, will just sap time. They don't get you where you want to be. One way I coped with times I was angry, I would sit down and practice the piano. I wasn't very good at it, but it did distract me from whatever useless emotion I was feeling at the moment. Later, I did the same with the cello. I would be absorbed in the music, and the useless emotion faded away i've been talking about that quote with my friends all week because like it's just such an interesting thing to think about that emotions would be useless because you know the traditional knowledge or like wisdom or guidance is that you're supposed to feel your emotions don't push them away don't be a fucking 50s dad and and swallow your emotions or not face them you have to like feel them and really experience them which is true but i guess she's probably alluding more towards ruminating on these emotions like anger, resentment, remorse, and envy. I mean, you can't prevent yourself from feeling those initially, but if you stay in that pattern, then they end up being useless. It's just, it, it really got me thinking about like, cause I mean, I definitely sit around and like ruminate sometimes, you know, or constantly maybe. And, but if I see that as a, not a valuable use of time and I can put that energy towards something else, I don't know, maybe towards doing a podcast, Danny, what do you think about that? 
then you can really start to step away from the nothing useless useless I've, I've said it already i don't know why i like read a quote and i try to like break it down but i think you already know what the point of the fucking quote is so i can just probably skip that part danny okay just go buy some albacore tuna and die of methylmercury you fucking loser i'm talking to myself i'm just kidding uh the last quote that i have here is from candace millard she said compete with yourself and root for everybody else dude there that is one of the finest pieces of advice i've ever heard read in my life compete with yourself and root for everybody else. Can you imagine such magnanimous, selfless behavior? I love that. I really do. I love it. I think I really want to work on that. I mean, obviously, you don't want to root for like pieces of shit. <laughs> I would advise that. But you should be rooting for your friends to succeed, your acquaintances to succeed, for everybody to succeed. Why not? We're only going to be on this planet for like 70, 80 years if you're lucky. Do you want to be around a bunch of people that are failing? <laughs> that sounds whack, dude. Like you want to be around lit people and then work on making yourself more lit by competing with yourself. That's pretty dope. That sounds like a good way to end the fun Friday pod. Uh, oh my God. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I love the idea of my neighbors just walking by, like stopping outside my door for a second and being like, I think the new guy's disturbed. Uh, you can check me out on Instagram, Danny Palmer NYC. Also, the Danny Palmer show there. Black Cat shows every Friday night. That's fun. Um, anything else, Danny? I think that's basically it. Thanks for listening, you fucking Jones. Oh, I said that I, there were two things that I had to recommend earlier in the pod, and I only came. I only said one. I said Hype Machine because I can't remember what the other one was. <laughs> but if I do remember, then I'll like I'll like bring it up again, and it'll be like super lit, like on next week's pod. So that's it. That's the fucking June. Oh yeah. Oh. Does that count as content?